What I've found here working and doing what I'm doing is that there's an eagerness amongst an older generation for us as young people to come in and define what that looks like. They've tried for years and may or may not have had success with it, but we have so much energy and excitement and we have these great ideas and we can point to where it's been successful in other places that they're like, sure, go for it. This is Soul Sessions, conversations on culture from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm Paul Wolf with Kim Lewis, bringing you a look at the people, the places, and the events that make us the city with soul. And Kim, I am so excited about today's ball of energy that is our guest. A ball of energy is such a perfect way to describe David Lewis. He is like that kid on Christmas morning where you're so excited. He just carries that with him everywhere he goes. I'm anxious to hear from him. Let's start the show. A lot of people may associate your name with the Greater Jackson Arts Council and the Food Truck Friday events. What other events have you done in the city of Jackson? Uh, that's a great question. So I worked on the Mississippi Light Festival when we did that. There was a great team involved that worked with Anique. And I also worked on the uh, Mississippi Mile Project, which is a little bit of a smaller event in conjunction with the State Bicentennial opening of the museums. We unveiled 200 photographs taken by Mississippians all up and down Capitol Street. And some of those are still there. They are, surprisingly so. Like Trustmark, we really worked hard, like especially on Trustmark's building, to provide some of the best photographs. They were such a great partner in that process and paid for all their photos. And so... They've just really fallen in love with those photos. They're still up today. Yeah, they, they're they wonderful. So if you could tell us a little bit more about what you do in your position in the city. I'm Deputy Director of Human and Cultural Services. That's a department within the city of Jackson and oversee the entire cultural division. So that means I run Thalumara Hall and then I oversee the Arts Center of Mississippi, the Planetarium, the Smith-Robertson Museum, and the Municipal Art Gallery. Yeah, that's, that's a big... Uh big job right there. <laughs> that is yes, a lot of stuff. I something mean, different every day. Yeah, most definitely. Your lifelong Jacksonian? Yes, absolutely. I grew up in Bellhaven, born and raised. I live in the house that my grandparents actually lived in. We bought it uh, from my parents a few years ago and loved that house. And so Bellhaven and Jackson in general and downtown are really a part of who I am from, from the very beginning. You were not always into this arts and culture scene that you're in now. You initially had another career path. Yeah. So I my bachelor's degree is in architecture from Mississippi State, and then I got my master's in urban planning. But when I was at Mississippi State, the art and architecture schools are all in the same department. So we have a lot of contemporaries that worked in both fields. But I, I always thought I wanted to go away, go live in some big city and build cool skyscrapers. But uh, the more I traveled, especially specifically with the School of Architecture, the more I realized that Jackson had all this potential and they had the right ingredients for something really amazing. And it wasn't going to take that much to get us to a place where we were on the map, just like Nashville or Memphis. And so I was just inspired by those cities and the things that they were doing, their creative communities were doing and said, how do we do that here? How do we activate the people here to use what they already have, the talents they already have to express that in a public space? See, it's as if you wrote the next question, because I was going (laughs) to ask you, you you talk about all of these ingredients that are in Jackson and the things that make it possible. What are those things? What makes what you do possible? 
I think what's really amazing about the state of Mississippi in general, but also the city of Jackson, is that largely we have a blank canvas because we haven't had a ton of, um, you know, investment at a, a large scale, uh, really into a lot of our urban spaces or public spaces. There's a huge uh, space to create that. And what I've found here working and doing what I'm doing is that there's an eagerness amongst an older generation for us as young people to come in and define what that looks like. They've tried for years and may or may not have had success with it, but we have so much energy and excitement and we have these great ideas and we can point to where it's been successful in other places that they're like, sure, go for it. Great example was with the Welcome to Jackson mural. That was a project that I came to Ben Allen with and he was like, absolutely, let's do this. And he brought it before the board and the board was like unanimous, like, let's do this. And the point was to make sure that when people drove over Pearl Street, when they came to the new museums, when they came back into the city of Jackson, that they came over that bridge and saw downtown and didn't think, oh, Jackson's changed a lot, but we're more like, wow, Jackson's changed a lot since the last time we've been here. It's a welcome mat for the city, literally. So uh, they gave me a lot of agency and a lot of ability to start to create and define what that's going to look like for you know, the future. And there's been a lot of public art in Jackson, but that Welcome to Jackson mural has really sparked a resurgence of public art. Absolutely. I think it was because it was so universal. We, we wanted it to be a message that was for anyone, visitors, people here, residents, expats, whoever, where they could take ownership in it. And, and Scott Allen, who designed the winning design, we did an open call, but Scott's piece spoke to that universality. There wasn't, you know, his color palette, even I think was something that was engaging to any audience. And so we really started to notice it when I came back from our honeymoon and the Clarion Ledger had reoriented the newspaper horizontally to fit the mural across the entire page. That was a moment where I was like, this is really making something happen and people talk about it. It was all over everyone's cover photos, everyone's profile pictures. And then people started asking during the St. Patty's Day Parade, how do I get to the Welcome to Jackson mural? I told everybody I'd meet them there for a group picture. And so it became a destination. It became, and all it was was $15,000. That's amazing. And it's true. I mean, it is one of the most Instagrammable photos. I mean, if you go onto any um, social media platform right now, you get to visit Jackson, that's what you're going to see. Absolutely. We have influencers and that's on their list. We have travel (laughs) writers from other countries and that's on their list they give me of things that they want to do. And it's a great way to start the larger conversation about public art in our city. David, you mentioned a little bit about how you're inspired um, by traveling to other cities and what you see as potential for Jackson. What inspires you personally to do the work that you do? That's a great question. So like like you mentioned, a lot of cities usually inspire me. Usually I'll go to New York City or I was in California some this year. And I like to look at those cities and not necessarily say, how do we put this exactly in our city? But how does that translate to the people that we have and to the context of the size of the city? We, you know, just because Los Angeles has something really cool doesn't mean it could fit in the city of Jackson. We, you know, we couldn't sustain three public, I mean, food hall, three food halls, but we could sustain one as we've seen with cultivation. And we, we can still find a way to take that energy and that creativity and put it into our 
our city, but sometimes it's the little details. It may be uh, the way that a muralist is expressing art in three dimensions or has decided to use the sidewalk instead of just a wall, or it may be a neat seat on the side of a sidewalk waiting for public transit. It could be anything. Those little moments of design or aesthetics that question what we think or what we haven't seen before is something where I'm like, that would be really cool to think about in the context of the city. I happen to know that you are a huge fan of a certain mouse. Yes. You want to talk about inspiration? Uh, wh- how, how do you personally pull inspiration from your life? That's great. From from the, the House of Mouse, Disney. Yeah. You know, what's really amazing about what specifically Disney Parks, I think, does, and this is going to be ad for Disney or something, but... Um, <laughs> With Disney parks, they, they're they so great about thinking about everything. I was just talking to our director of the planetarium, Mike Williams, and he was saying there's something about uh, the experience before the experience that's really powerful. You think about walking up to a building or parking at a building and how easy is it to get there? How easy is it to get into the building from that point? What is your first point of contact with someone? What is that interaction like? But it's also in the details. We, you know, Mike and I just went on a trip to research planetariums and we were in New York and we noticed the grates at the bottom of one of the spaces we were in was a city skyline. But what it kept people from doing is stepping on the air conditioning grate. But it was so detailed in that it had a city skyline. So it's those little moments that Disney does so well, but in New York, we found it as well, where they're thinking about every moment. Those things really inspire me and that sort of incredibly detailed thought about everything. You're going to be able to bring some of those ideas here to Jackson, hopefully. Hopefully. We're very excited about uh, some developments we're doing with the planetarium. We're about to make some really big announcements about it um, here shortly. We're looking for some funding and some, some places, and so we want to get those squared away. I think oftentimes in the city of Jackson, we put the cart before the horse in making these big announcements, and sometimes it doesn't always pan out, which is fine. That's just the way the world works. So we're very careful, especially because it's the city. We want to make sure everything is aligned. But it's also an opportunity that we're going to put a call out very first and foremost to the public to be a part of a crowdfunding effort. And so because so many people have asked us, how do we see the planetarium? How do we get back into that space? We want to make sure that that the public is driving this, this initiative to bring the planetarium back. How do you feel like what it is that you do on a daily basis, how does that affect and impact the city overall? What What is your work doing for the city of Jackson, Mississippi? I would certainly hope it inspires people. Um, I, I hope that through cultural services, we're able to create spaces and opportunities and events and moments for people to feel ownership within the city, that it's a part of their city. That's what you guys are working on, too, is that we want people to have pride in our city. And so we look for every moment that we can to take that and run with it and ex- bloat it and make it big and powerful so that, you know, you see kids. I I remember I saw a kid at a Lego Jackson exhibit and he was walking up to one of the buildings that Scott, Dr. Scott Crawford had built. And he said, look, that's the welcome to Jackson mural that we just saw. And so making that connection of, of what they've seen in the city to something like a Lego exhibit gives them, you know, agency and space within their own city. 
Tell me about a little bit about Thalumara and the growth that we have seen there, because I've seen it for sure. So I know with you being on the inside. Absolutely. So recently, uh, last year, we had a really amazing year. We had uh, a great Broadway season, our biggest one yet. And we also had an, a deck of amazing performances. Um, we saw a 35% increase in revenue that year, which was remarkable. That's, amazing. Mm-hmm. that's a year, uh, that's a week of Les Mis, but it's also two nights of, of Tyler Perry. We won't have that much of an increase this year, but we are, we have set the bar going forward for a consistently increased revenue at that space. And I think a lot of it has to do with visibility. It's just making sure that we're out there, that we have the media looking at us, seeing things for, uh, seeing our space. You know, when we had a line out the door for, uh, the price is right. We, uh, had, the media show up and they were interviewing people to even when we had the St. Andrews students doing a mural at the loading dock, the media was there. So Thalumara Hall was on people's minds and then they're thinking about it when they want to buy tickets to events and so on. So it just kind of is a ripple effect from there. This is my favorite question to ask our guests. Okay. 24 hours in Jackson. You've got someone who's never been here before. What are your hot spots? And I'm not oh, trying to get great. you in trouble because I know no. there are so oh, he's many. He's going to get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm I'm pretty consistent. Number one place I always take people is Offbeat. I think it's a remarkable space. He does everything in that space. But I'm also a big vinyl collector, and so I love to go over there. He'll always order something if I need it, and he doesn't have it. Philip's been so great in that space and and bringing artists into that space. I saw Pell do a listening party for his new album one. I saw a spoken word uh, poetry uh, event with students. I have a piece of artwork from a second grader that was on show at that space. He does such an amazing job of giving everyone a voice in that space. And as a business owner doing that, leading that, that's an incredible example to set. So that's my first spot. Food-wise, gosh, I, that's where I could get in trouble. Everyone needs to go to LV's. It is open at this point in, in Bellhaven. Um, Campbell's Donuts is phenomenal. We'll almost always take someone to the Museum of Art. They always have a great exhibit. They've got an upcoming uh, master's uh, exhibit that has, I believe, like Degas and Monet and some of these remarkable artists that are household names on display. My friends and I came down to the Museum of Art when we were in Mississippi State uh, in college, and they did that a similar exhibit to that. But at the end of the show, they did a 25-hour open for... No, it was open for 50 hours straight. And it was the 50... Um, legendary artist or whatever. And they did 50 hours nonstop. And so we drove down at night from Startville, drove through Krispy Kreme. Well, we actually stood in line in the drive-thru line. We walked <laughs> through the drive-thru line. Anyways, then we went at about 2 a.m. to the Museum of Art until like 4 a.m. and then drove back. And it was so much fun. And so the Museum of Art has always done such a great job of thinking really outside of the box as far as getting people into their spaces. They do those great third Thursday events. They do the food... Uh, dinner and a movie, food truck festival, and they always do something experimental. We recently went to 
one event where they looked at the new Mississippi story exhibit and they had three chefs create food inspired by some of the works in that exhibit. They all had these dishes that they created. We got to try them and they told their stories related to the artwork. It was so different and really fun. So that's always a top spot uh, to take people. If it's a weekday, I'll try to take them to Bullies because you can just you can't beat Southern fried food from Bullies. It's just so good. Dinner, I will almost always go to Lou's. Lou's is a classic. Lou's is a staple. Lou's or Manship, they are always fantastic. They're in Bellhaven. They're right around the corner from our house. And so we can get from the house to either of those. If we wanted to walk, we could walk, which is great. Um, But we usually go to dinner there and take a friend and get some incredible food. Yeah, you can never go wrong with any of those. Lou's is one of those places where you can order anything on the menu and you will not be... Sorry, it doesn't yeah. matter what your tastes are. It's just just order, pick one, just like blindly, and you will enjoy the dish. All right, David, you've got me hungry now and <laughs> hungry for some art too. Mm. Where where can we find out more about you and about the work that you do for the city? You can follow most of those facilities that the city owns and manages on Facebook and Instagram. Thalumara Hall. Big point that we're trying to get out to people is that if you want to get tickets to shows at Thalumara Hall, make sure you go through our website, thalumarahall.net. There are lots of scalpers out there um, that have different ticketing. They will take you to the correct ticketing provider. You can friend me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram. My Insta handle is jdavidlewis, uh, L-E-W-I-S. I like to be everywhere but not seen everywhere. Behind the scenes, making things happen, I guess. Now, here's what we're loving in the City with Soul, a segment where we talk about a place or a thing that's really got us excited about Jackson. And today, that's development in downtown. There is so much going on downtown right now that I don't feel like a lot of people really know about it. Should we rattle off a list? I think that's a great idea. I think the uh, post office apartments right at the corner of West and Capitol Street, the Wathall Hotel lofts. Right. And the grocery store coming the into the landmark. Store. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. With all these apartments downtown, they definitely need that grocery store. There's lots of development that for years we've heard people say, it's coming, it's coming. It finally feels like it's coming. Exactly. We can see the progress. Oh, and the new lights that are coming down Capitol Street with the trees. Downtown Jackson Partners has announced that they're going to light up the trees on Capitol and plant more trees, too, which is really awesome. Makes the downtown feel like a downtown should feel. And just the energy in downtown in general, I feel like downtown Jackson is coming back. It certainly is, especially with the help of our our guest. I think he's kind of led that whole charge. Yeah, David's been great. Lots of events, lots of activities. Um, we're looking forward to all the new things that are coming. And, oh, we're going to get in trouble if we don't mention the JXN Welcome Center at oh, the yes, corner yes. of 308 East Pearl and West Street. Sweet 100. And we are very excited about that. It's Wonderful for visitors or locals. You can buy Jackson merchandise. You can find out what there is to do in Jackson and share it with your friends and family. Look for those My City shirts, hoodies, mugs, and tell Miss Mary that we sent you from Soul Sessions. Soul Sessions is hosted by me, Paul Wolf, and Kim Lewis. Our show is produced by Visit Jackson in association with MWB Studios. Our executive producer is Ricky Thigpen. 
We were recorded and mixed by Parker Brewer. Our theme music is by Tania Sanders, recorded at Malico Studios right here in Jackson. Special thanks this episode to David Lewis, Jonathan Pettis, Tim Mask, Mark Luffler, and Josh Bird. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Paul Wolf with Kim Lewis, and thanks for listening to Soul Sessions. 